Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So this week we're talking about Lost in Translation, which came out in 2003 and was made by the legend that is Sofia Coppola, uh, starring Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. Um, Hope you enjoy. For relaxing times, make it Suntory time. Is that everything? It seemed like you said more than that. Hello. Hello. Uh, hello. Today we are talking about Lost in Translation. Um, is it an obvious one? I'm not sure. Um, Wait a minute. Is it obvious what? An obvious one to pick to talk about. Why? Because it's, you know, everyone loves to reel it off as their favourite movie. Um, no, that probably makes it a good one to talk yes, about. Yes, I was going to say. It's not a niche, it's not a niche obscure film that nobody's heard of. It's not unconventional, it's more conventional. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, so it was made in 2003, you watched right? it. Yeah, which yeah. is, what are we now? I remember seeing it, I think at the London Film Festival. Do you know what? I weirdly, I can't remember seeing it in the cinema, which makes me think maybe I didn't. It's possible. But then when did I first watch it? It's so unlikely that I wouldn't have seen it in the cinema. 2003, I was... 2005. Oh, God, a baby. Yeah, I guess when I was 17, I was probably a little monster that didn't go to the cinema. I was out with my mates. Um, so she... Oh, you mean you've started going to the cinema in late life? Not started. I think I went to the cinema a lot when I was a kid. Like, a lot. What, see Bambi? No, 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 no. Up until... 13, 14, that's yeah. what you do on the weekend. You go and see, you go to the cinema to go and see Clues. And then you stop. And then I think when I was a late teenager, I sort of stopped. I can't think what I was doing. You suddenly start going out and getting drunk with your friends. Well, you did. And then everybody does. Oh. No, everybody does. Disclaimer, disclaimer. Um, and then I think, I guess at some point in my 20s, I started going to the cinema again. And now I go to the cinema... I mean, an extraordinary amount. That's really good. Yeah, I know. And I'm really... I went to the cinema last night. To um, see... To see House of Gucci. And, um... But it was very lovely to see, um... A very... It was the big cinema and it was very full. Which does make... Give your heart a little bit of hope, doesn't it? I know the feeling. Um... So this was made in 2003. I think it was made for four million. Made a lot more money back than that. Uh... By Sofia Coppola, it was her second. It was her second movie. Yes. She'd made The Virgin Suicide. But I think you liked her first film. I love The Virgin Suicide. I love. Okay, we'll we'll go on. We'll do a diversion just for Sofia rather than Lost in Translation. I pretty much like all of her. Marie Antoinette. I really like Marie Antoinette. I never. I never saw. You've it. never seen it. No. Again, it's one... I don't think I liked it when I saw it at the time. I don't think I really got it. And then I watched it again when I was a bit older and was like, oh, this is great. It's so... It's just fun. It's fun. And did you like the one set in the Chateau Marmont? This is the one that a lot of people do not like. 
Sat in a room I lived in for yeah. 18 months. Um, there you go. Stephen lived in... You lived in the Chateau Marmont? Actually, I did I know, made two films I did in, know that. in Hollywood and stayed in the Chateau, yeah. Um, well, you and Stephen Dorff, the character... Yes. Um, it's actually about, it's about him and his daughter, isn't it? His, his daughter gets shoved... I can't remember. ...hanging out with him. In truth, I can't remember it. My friend... I'm going to name her. My friend Katie, shout out to Katie, watched it. I remember this so clearly. She was staying in my flat with me and she put on Somewhere and I came home a couple of hours later and I said, oh, what have you been doing? She said, I just watched Somewhere. It's an hour and a half of my life that I will never get back. As in, she hated it, thought it was the most pointless thing she'd ever seen. I liked it. No, well, you're soppy. No, it's not soppy. I, I, go, I like all the kind of dreamy, I'm mm. interested in the, the, it's pretty and it's, no, more than pretty. That's a very shallow summary. Um, and what was the one with um, Paris Hilton? The Bling Ring. That one everyone hated. That one everyone really hated. Everyone sort wrong? of got it in I never saw it. What was wrong with it? It sounded rather a good idea. Again, I I, it's a really good idea. Maybe we maybe we should remake it. Um, it's a really good idea. So it was a gang of teenagers in LA. There was a Vanity Fair article who'd been seeing, I guess, from social media that celebrities were out of town and then robbing their houses. So oh, they I see. robbed Paris Hilton's house and they robbed Lindsay Lohan's house and whoever's house. And then Sofia Coppola made a film about it. People really hated that film. Because it was Oh God, let me think back to when I actually saw it. I saw it in America and I remember I was really shocked because everyone whoops in the cinema in America and like throws popcorn around. Um, I think it felt a little bit like she was meant to be sort of satirising these people and this world and this, these off, the, the whole sort but of But she was clearly in love thing. with them. But sort of in love with them and that's kind of the point of Sofia Coppola is she's sort of again in a way that I can enjoy watching her films are about that world and not necessarily satirizing it's a sort of I mean with Lost in Translation it's a it's a comedy isn't it and it's funny yes. and she's satirizing a lot of things but it's also a sort of it it doesn't feel like it's a take on yeah. Hollywood actors or it's a take on the modern world um, yeah and I feel like maybe for the bling ring it's slightly um it was almost like, oh no, you've gone too far now. This this should be a sort of Ridiculous. satire, but it's not quite yeah. right. But again, I saw that a long time ago, so I'm not speaking from recent memory. Yes. Um, so this film, yeah, so she made Virgin Suicides. Then apparently she'd spent a lot of time in Tokyo when she was a teenager. And then for the press tour, she was married to Spike Jones. Yes. And supposedly the, I can't pronounce his name, Giovanni... Giovanni Ribisi. Giovanni Ribisi character is meant, is sort of based on Spike Jones. Um, and she was in Tokyo, I guess... Hanging around. Hanging around. Mm. And that was what inspired her to write it. Um, it was... Why was there a Bill Murray character in the hotel? Was there a Bill Murray character in the hotel? No, but then... Did I once read or hear that it was based on maybe her dad had gone and done something in, or may or I don't know who her fancy friends are. That a lot of a lot of it feels so real. You go, you can't have just made this up. This has come from something no, that's it happened. It came from observation. It came mm. from observation. Um, 
Do you like? Did you like this film when you rewatched it the other night? Yes, very much. I mean, yeah, it's very, very uh, likable and very clever, and set, does what it sets out to do. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me, not COVID. You can edit that bit out. Um, I choked on my coffee. Um, it does what it sets out to do. Yeah, and very effective. Very, 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 it's very, very well made, and and. I mean, the truth is that Bill Murray it is, is, yeah, Bill if it Murray wasn't, is phenomenal. If it mm. wasn't for Bill Murray, who mm. knows? Um, so she wrote it for Bill Murray, and she know. had to. Oh, you don't know this You're story. You're telling me gossip okay. that I don't know. So Bill Murray doesn't have an agent. Is That's the story, right. and you have to get a special phone number, yes. which you call and you leave a voicemail saying, "This is my project. This is what it is. This is who I am, and this is what it's about." And then if he likes the sound of it, he'll call you back. Um, and I don't know whether she got the number or maybe she had to get, like, Wes Anderson. I feel like they're all friends with Wes Anderson, aren't they? Got Wes Anderson to track him down for her. Anyway, she eventually tracked him down, told him about the project. He said, yes, I'm in. And then he didn't sign any sort of a contract. So they got all the money together, flew to Japan, and nobody knew if he was going to show up. And apparently, oh, actually, this is nice, she was freaking out, going, he's not going to show up, this is so awful. And Wes Anderson said to her, if Bill Murray says he's going to do it, then he's yes. going to do it. Oh. And he showed up and it all worked out happily. Um, I can't remember the amount of time they shot it in, but I feel like it was a very small amount of time. Yes. A lot of it feels um, very sort of improvised and like yes. they probably made it up on the spot. Did Absolutely. you think that? Yes. Apparently they did a lot of kind of running onto train, you know, the bit where she's on the tra- sort of filming where they hadn't been contractually yeah. Yeah. allowed to film yes. which is always no it seemed very spontaneous good fun mm. doesn't it mm. um, so she won an Oscar for best screenplay good for her oh. good for her um, do you know who else was nominated that year Bill Murray it's an interesting list no do you know who else was nominated for best original screenplay The Barbarian Invasions Dennis Arcand Finding Nemo in America and Dirty Pretty Things. Oh, really? Stephen Knight. Um, was a very good script. But Sofia Coppola won that. Um, best Picture went to Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings, rather than Lost in Translation. Best um, Actor, Bill Murray, didn't win. And Who beat I him? I think uh, Sean Penn for Mystic River. I'd say give it to Bill. Um, he is absolutely wonderful in the film. He's wonderful in the mm, film. Mm. And so before that, he'd always been... Um, he'd always been... He was like the guy from Ghostbusters and was much more... Comedy. I wonder if Groundhog Day... I can't remember if Groundhog Day was before or after yeah, well, that. that. was a very good film too. Yeah. Mm. But I think there's something sad about his eyes. Absolutely. No, no, no. It's so a, sad I mean, about it's his a, eyes. It's, it's a portrait of despair. It's a portrait of despair. Mm. Um, Which often doesn't... I mean, I'd seen... For some reason, I'd seen a film with Richard Burton in, who was playing a character in despair. But without any of Bill Murray's inventiveness and joy and wickedness... Yeah. Mm. It, 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 I mean, and he's it, always a bit sarcastic. He's always sort of being a bit sarcastic. Uh, no. Bill Murray, Bill Murray, always, yes. Yeah. But you just thought... What a, what a ghastly life. 
I mean, what I a could, ghastly life. Well, I mean, I could see he was earning billions for being in Japan, but it was... Horrible. Oh, no, he was a man in, in despair and yes. lost, and mm. he doesn't know where he's going in yes. his life. that's right. Um, so, Scarlett Johansson, what did you think about her? I think she's very, very good, I thought at the time. I could see that Sophia... Sophia? Sophia? Sophia. Sort of fell in love with Bill Murray, and, um, you know, he got all the good stuff. But I thought she was very, she's very pretty and very clear. I thought she was great. Um, apparently she was only 17 when she filmed it. Wildly some, young. Some people but are very she's talented meant to be, when they're 17. Yeah, but she's meant to be older. Normally it's the other is way she? around, isn't it? Well, she, well she's, she, she's, she's graduated woman. from Yale, so yes, she's got to be yes. 20 I don't something. Know. You know all the gossip. I'm, I'm just a bloke who sees the film. Um, you're just a bloke who sees the film. No, this is one of those films that you hear a lot of stories about the making of. Go on, like tell me more. was quite fascinated. Well, just the whole thing that she had to go and track down Bill Murray, and then they filmed it in a few days. Not a few days, but... Not, not forever. As, not mm. forever. Um, and that Scarlett Johansson was only 17, and she'd seen her in something. Not Ghost Town, but I feel like she'd hardly been in anything mm. before that. She could have done Casting Dunst. Um, no, it needed to be Scarlett Johansson. And she has that, it, there was that thing where, you know, in the scene where she says something about like, oh, he thinks I'm a snob or something like that. She does have that slight snobby New Yorker. Is that right? Don't you think? Well, it was very convincing in the film. Yeah, that she was kind of a philosophy student and she thought she was very... Is she snobbish about Bill Murray? No, 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 no. She's snobbish about the Anna Faris character. Do you know that who that the is? The Hollywood actress. The Hollywood actress. Mm. She, was, she was very good. She's very good. And she's mm. very funny. And it's very accurate when they're all sat at the thing together and she's talking about, everyone says I'm anorexic, but, I, but I'm like, thanks, but mm. I'm not. Um, she's supposedly based on Cameron Diaz. Oh, is that right? Potentially. I'm not up on the gossip like you are. You're not up. You're not up on the gossip. Um... Uh, so apparently, Sophia Coppola's intention with their relationship was to go through all the stages of a relationship in a week. They meet, they court each other, they hurt each other, they discuss intimate life. Um, which seems slightly like, so she was thinking of it as a romantic relationship. Yes. Whereas I feel like, I mean, obviously it's really ambiguous and that's kind of the brilliance of it, yeah. isn't it? That mm. you can't. He's a sort of well, I was wondering if you'd approved of the romantic ending. Do you know what? It was really fun. I've seen this film quite a lot of times. And I I didn't 100% remember that they kissed at the end. Yeah. I knew he, obviously, he whispers something in her ear and we don't hear it. And that you know about. And I thought, oh, it's so clever. And, da, da, da. and then I was suddenly like, oh, no, they do kiss. But it's not, it's still not a kind of huge romantic Kiss, it's still more ambiguous, but I think I might have preferred it if they didn't. Well, I, it occurred to me that you might disapprove yeah. of that. Well, it's not you're even a, disapproving. You're an old cynic like me. It's not disapproving. I feel like it's very easy to put on this film, and even it was made 20 years ago or whatever, to be like, well, he's an old man and she's a very young girl, and this is, you're doing the thing that, like, we're all don't we're all done with like please no. don't do this anymore but for some reason because bill murray is so not the way that he he's so not sleazy or gross or yes he, he it's just not that well he's treated it with great dignity yeah the rest of the time yeah. and there is something going on that's not 
that's kind of almost father daughtery yes. or or sort of um I don't know there is there's something else going on that that for some reason it doesn't in my gut it doesn't make me go ooh mm. um but I can see that that you wanted a happy ending no, I didn't want a happy ending. He definitely, they couldn't, I didn't want them to be, I would have been horrified if they'd have gotten together. together. Yeah. That would have been awful. Um, they have to, they have to, um, you sort of want to believe they go their separate ways and they never see each other again, but they've changed one another forever in some profound... Romantic. Sort of romantic, but more... Com- more complicated than that. The scene where they're both lying on the bed. She does a lot of shooting them side by side, yeah. doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, the scene where they're lying on the bed together. Yeah. And they talk about... He says something about as you get older, which apparently... Is that the bit was, about having children? Yeah. Um, which, and it's sort of the only scene. I mean, it's a very dialogue light movie, isn't it? Um, it's sort of the only female. Well, there isn't anything else. It's much more action-like than dialogue, right? <laughs> no, but it's um, but it's they don't talk a huge no, amount. No. The first they don't meet until thirty minutes in. Did you notice that? Well, I noticed that they were delaying it, but they of course were that was what it. you were waiting for. You were waiting for that, but then they met exactly about That's exactly good, about good storytelling. Thirty minutes, um, just to get into that second act. Um, yeah, so when they're lying on the bed together, he says something about the more you know who you are and what you want, the the less you let things upset you, which apparently was his Bill Murray's road line. Because mm. he's wise and those sorts of things. And yeah, and then the bit about him talking about his kids, although what he was saying was slightly contradictory because he was saying his sentiment is kind of they become the most important thing yes. in the world to you. But yet he was in Japan ignoring his family and not answering his faxes. But presumably the children had grown up by then. I do mean, you think? I, yes, oh, I do thought... do you think? I thought, no, I thought his children were... Were grown up. Yeah, and left home. All right, so he wasn't... But he was still, there was a whole thing that he was kind of ignoring his wife. Well, he was earning, yes. I mean, it's a familiar situation. Well, the, yeah, but again, we were sort of laughing at the wife sending these ridiculous faxes yes. about doing up their house. Oh, with, that's right. It begins with him. With the, fa- f- the faxes he, are really he, he forgets good. his birth. He forgets the child's he birthday. He forgets the child's birthday. Yes. Um, there you go. So it is still all wrapped up. Yes. And he's saying, I adore my children. Yes. But yet. Um, the faxes are excellent, aren't they? There's something so... How many Twice? Three times? No, I think they, they're they quite a lot. Is that right? And they're so annoying. Like, faxes are just inherently annoying. They're so slow and it makes a lot of noise to oh, come I see. in. Oh, I see. But now it would all be text messages. Now it would be text messages, which would be less kind mm. of a spectacle. You're like, oh, right. it's my annoying wife sending that yes. noisy fax. Um, it was very, very clever the way that she did that. Um, yeah, not a lot, not a lot of... Action. Nope. Do you think... So nowadays, generally, I'm of the attitude, if I watch a film and nothing happens, I'm like, no, come on. Come on, we need we need plot. We need, Like, it's all very well, yes. these characters are riveting, but you need some sort of plot. How do you think she got away... She, how, because it, of Bill Murray, by, you could no, watch No, by forever. class. The film was very good. If you do something that well, the, the questions don't arise. 
If it's do- if it's boring, you wait for somebody to walk through the door with a gun. But if it's that good, you can live with it. In other words, the card it had to play was being very good. We'll just make it good. Yes, it had nothing. It had nothing else going for it except the quality of the intelligence, yeah. the sensibilities. And I guess the original idea there is something so satisfyingly familiar about the sort of faded movie star guy. No, I've seen that. I've, I mean, I've worked on that. Films feels that familiar. It's quite familiar. No, that. sorry, coming to Japan to do this advert for yeah, this. Yeah, but I, I mean, I've I've worked on well. What the man is very famous and bored and disillusioned. No, 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 no. But there's a thing. It's a real thing where, like, Brad Pitt goes to Japan and that's his face is all over Japan, and well, we, that's we where never the money know about is. it. Yes, that's where they earn the money. Um, Olivier used to do advert. Uh, he used to do advertisements in Japan, hoping they wouldn't be shown in England. Yeah, but so it feels more specific. Well, the deal was you don't show these. You don't show these in England to people like who know me. It feels more specific than just a disillusioned, faded movie star. Like there's something where you watch it and you're like, oh, he's doing one of those adverts. I know exactly what it is, yes. and then it's very funny yes. when they. But it was a high level of self disgust. From him. From him, yes. Yeah. He was, quite, um, he was clearly disgusted with himself. He was disgusted with mm. himself. And then she, you know, that's the the thing is that they're both in sort of the same situation in that she's lost and doesn't know where her life is going. He's lost and doesn't yes. know where his life is going. No, I think we've done really good, but there is a thing where people now have a thing about it being a very, the whole, the whole joke being the slightly laughing at Japanese culture... I feel like we should probably just really quickly <coughs> talk on, about it. All right. Well, so, it occurred to me that... Uh, yeah, Japanese people... It occurred to me that... Y- y- why is this film not considered racist? Yeah, there, there's. it's like treading a very thin line. Especially, mm. I think, the scene where the woman's going, lip my, lip my stockings, lip my stockings, yes. and you're like, you are laughing at her because yes, she can't pronounce it. Mm. Um, having said that, I think the reason why it hasn't been... I feel like it's like borderline but the reason why it hasn't been absolutely taken down so if you the whole point of that film is it's a, it is a it is these two westerners coming yes. into this culture and the a lot of the comedy and a lot of the like feelings of isolation and disconnect are they are in a completely different culture than yes. their culture so yes. if i went to japan i would feel completely alienated and confused by what was going on however um so that's the kind of the way you can excuse it of going well it's about the whole point is that it's these westerners in japan that's um you could still be more sympathetic to the culture you could be more sympathetic to the culture and actually even though i think this film is completely brilliant there could be a way that you could somehow tonally be slightly commenting not commenting but be slightly um, critiquing these Westerners being so confused by this culture when yes. you're like, guys, it's literally but just another culture. But then you'd have to culture. write that in. That yeah. At a certain point, they suddenly realise that they're laughing at That Japanese they're slightly people. laughing at Japanese mm. people. And actually, having said that, Scarlett Johansson, at the beginning of the film, she's out and about. He's very much staying in the hotel and just sitting at the bar. She's out and about. She goes to a sort of monk's... She goes, she goes to, to some... Kyoto, doesn't she? Yeah. She takes and, a bullet train up to Kyoto and and watches monk watches yeah. Buddhist monks. And at no point does she say, God, it's so fucking weird here. You feel like she is sort of she's gone there. She's making an effort. She's mm. making an effort mm. and when they go to the party with you know, the the 
they're not actually being rude, but they're definitely the kind of point of the film is the foreignness of these people and there's definitely if you look yes. at it from a wider no, no, no. It, lens yeah, I was very aware of it why thought, are they considered foreign? this film's got away with murder <laughs> it's sexist it's racist absolutely it's, it's made old, by a rich white woman old fashioned Hollywood has a happy ending um, and then they kiss at the end does that excuse it if we're aware of it no but just if you listen to people having an entire conversation at a film where they never once address that I might be like well why haven't they noticed that it's kind of racist <laughs> yes um, what a difficult world we live in well it's good it's good that now people need to stop being so fucking racist <laughs> everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What are you doing? My husband's a photographer, so he's here working. He wasn't doing anything, so I came along. What do you do? I'm not sure yet, actually. Um, so she was very relatable, particularly at the time. That was yeah. such a common, that thing of kind of, I finished college, I don't know what I'm doing with my yes. life, I feel Sounds lost. Sounds like somebody and, I know. <laughs> and um, uh, confused about the future. And I think I'm really smart and interesting, so I should be doing something yes. really smart. Really smart and interesting. Who'd be in their 20s? Who'd be in their 20s? Um, and she was, a philo- she was a philosophy student at Yale. Mm. Um, smart gal yeah I thought Giovanni Rubisi was very good very good he's very good he got because he didn't do anything he didn't do anything loathsome like he wasn't a dick you couldn't be like oh she's married to this awful man yes but he he it was a really good performance in just that he was just distracted and excited with what he was doing yeah. and when he has a conversation with Anna Faris in the corridor that was when all she quite familiar mm. Yeah, familiar, but do you think familiar now or do you think it was still familiar in 2003? Well, what I saw, you just thought, oh, no, no, that all makes sense. or It just seemed entirely believable. Um, Again, that's just sort of talent, really. On his part? Well, on everybody's part. Don't hammer it too hard. Don't try to say something. Just let it erupt. You know, and that comes out of confidence in the writing and the acting. It was funny. A lot of it is very funny. Yes. Mm. In a way that people don't think of her as a comedian. <laughs> well, it was really just the level of observation was so acute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I it... remember being. She was in the cinema the night I saw it, and I think talked after it. What did she say? I can't. She was so this young, was wasn't she? Seventeen years ago, but um, 
You know, she was clearly a bright woman. But if you think about it, she was brought up with bright people coming to the household. Like me. <laughs> oh, is that? Oh, you mean you're making this comparison? I didn't. I wouldn't say a word. A um, film I director's daughter. Yes. What an interesting I... lady. Um, I love her, and it's so beautiful, isn't it? It's very beautiful. All of the. Again, what do we, you know, the opening shot of her bum in the pink knickers. Yeah, I remember which, that. if mm. a man was making it, you would not have, they would not have been allowed been to allowed do that. Been allowed to do it. Mm. Um, oh, apparently, yeah, apparently, here you go, more stories from Scarlett. Gossip. Seth. Apparently, Scarlett Johansson really didn't want to do it. And then Sophia put the pants on herself and did it and showed her how to do it. And then Scarlett was like, oh, okay, I'll do it. She coerced her. No, I'm joking. My I'm goodness, joking. <laughs> my goodness. Now you'd be, she'd be taken out and shot. <laughs> she coerced her. Yes. Um, no, but again, it all feels, it's weird. It's not sexual. It feels kind of, there's something sort of beautiful yes. about it. Mm. And that pink, it then, there's a scene where Scarlett's making like, I don't even know what they're called, um, like hanging lanterns they're yes. definitely not lanterns of that same pink and there's all the shots of her sort of in her um hotel room which again could be really cliched and mm. kind of like yeah. oh yeah we get it she's she's bored and doesn't have anything to yeah. do all day um well listen that's it's 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 talent and some days you get things right and some days you get things wrong and it's very very hard to see where the line is and it just worked mm. Mm. Um, uh, all right. Do we think, yeah, so do we think it, if it got made now or if it came out now, it would do as well? It doesn't feel dated other than the old man, young lady thing. Um, Why has that gone away? No, it hasn't gone away. It's just now we're slightly like. I remember Paul Newman getting into trouble or getting into a state of a scene with a young girl, and saying, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, that we, we were sort of all brainwashed to think it was fine, and then one day we're like, hold on a minute. Yes, yes. Um, but it, I do think it's different. It's, it, it's, I mean, it's just inherently different if the filmmaker is a female. Um, oh, and she has it easy. I would have it no, much tougher. No, she doesn't have it easy, but for some reason it doesn't feel... Sleazy or exploitative, and like I say, their relationship is so much. It feels so much more profound than a romantic relationship. Well, that's why I wondered if you. I wondered why you accepted the. If I had a problem with it, you You know, I don't. I didn't like it that they kissed, but it. it, Yeah, like I say, it didn't. It maybe I'm just deluding my. I wondered if they shot two endings. Um, You could take it out, couldn't you? Yeah, and supposedly she was going to. dub the words I don't know if the word is dub but she was going to put the words in so we heard what he said and then was like oh no we shouldn't hear what they say well that's just good storytelling it's really good storytelling mm. um, there are loads of people on the internet that have slowed down the scene and tried to oh, is that right? figure out what he's saying um, I almost don't even want to enter into it because it's so annoying yes. but I the, I do know what the most commonly believed what does he say? well the most commonly believed thing is um hold on where is it no i can't find it i think that's good because so the question really is is it better like you do to have the internet 
and the gossip? Or is it better to be like me? And not know anything. And not know anything. Um, uh, I think, well, that's a whole other conversation if you want to get, that's like, uh, you know, is it nice to know about the writer when you read a, when you read a book? I'm nosy and interested. Yes. And always want to know. Um, there was a book recently, actually, that my friends and I all really loved. Cool. I'm not going to say the name of it. Um, and, and we were convinced that the story was what the, the writer had experienced, what happened in the novel. And when we found out that we listened to her on like a couple of podcasts and very quickly found out she was nothing like the character. And it yeah. slightly ruined it a little oh, bit. Is, he, is that um, Alice Siebold? No, it wasn't Alice Siebold. Um, okay, we, we've, got this, we've got the sentence. Go on. So supposedly, this is what people on the internet think. I have to be leaving, but I won't let that come between us. Which, to be honest, I hope it's not that. It's quite banal. Yeah, it? it's quite banal. I mean, I get it, it makes sense and blah, blah. But then I read something else. Somebody said something about that, it, that he'd slowed it down and disagreed with everyone on the internet and thought it said, go up there and tell him that you love him or something like that. Which I actually thought was more... Yeah, no. I preferred that version because... I want to believe that he understands this is... Du- like, we can yes, never... There's no yes. let's meet up and in this is LA. Ha- this is what life is like. Um, he, he has a clear eye on life. He's clear-eyed. Yeah. But so I would say, going back to your previous question, I think it's probably quite good to go in knowing nothing. Like me. Experience the film or the book or the whatever, and then you're allowed to go away and do loads of research. Oh, like me. I talk to my daughter and discover all yeah. the gossip about Although it. sometimes... As sometimes I think it's good to know if it's a true story before because it sometimes makes me enjoy it more. I think that's a yeah. I, that, Which well, is that's naughty. What say. Yeah, tell the, people the, it's a the true story. Philomena, they wanted it to be said at the beginning. This is a true, this story. Is a true story, and I said, but it's not a true story, and it's fine. But I'll be the one asked on stage. Well, this happened and this happened. And indeed, you could say the same about... But it is a, it's inspired by true events. Yes, but in fact, Philomena never went to America. So half the film was made up. <laughs> what? No, no, no. <laughs> I only discovered this after I'd agreed to make it. Then I had lunch with Martin Sixsmith. He said, well, we never went to America. So, <laughs> it's not but a then, true story. What? So it's, it's not, not a, true, a story. true story. On the other hand, if you ask me, I would say that what was invented by Steve Coogan and Jeff were the best bits. The invention was more satisfying than the truth. Yeah, 100%. But we like, there is something, and I know that it's it's wrong and you should be able to appreciate art for what it is, but there is something innately in one's gut that when you're watching something and you know it was true, it's more... Do you think the Queen saw wow. a stag? No, of course not, but I do... Why not? No, but that's the whole, the whole thing with the crown. I think the crown is riveting because we know it's not true. We know these conversations didn't happen, but it's that we know these events did happen and, oh my God, maybe... Like, there's something riveting about things you know are true. Do you know what I saw the other day that I loved? (laughs) I mean, maybe it's really cheesy and lame. The, um... King, is it called King Richard? The Will Smith. I hear it's very good. No, I've heard it's very good. I absolutely adore it. I've heard it's very good. And there was something so satisfying all the way through the film. Every time Will Smith, he sounds like a madman saying, they're going to, my daughters are going to be the greatest tennis players in the world. Number one, number two. And they are. And there's something so satisfying knowing. Isn't that a literary device? Knowing 
that that they isn't that a are going to be. isn't that a literary device? Well, it's a literary device in that, like, if you kill the character in the if you, someone dies in the first scene and then you trace back and the whole book, you know that person's going to die. But in terms, no, but anybody going to see the film about the Williams sisters knows that they ended up world champions. Yeah, and and I'm saying that makes the film more enjoyable to watch. Yes. So if you didn't know that, if you just watched it, not ever having heard of the Williams sisters, I think you'd be three layers down on how much you enjoyed it. Mm. But you, like, you can't imagine anyone who didn't know what had no, happened to the Williams No, of course not. But so if the equivalent is Philomena, where the general public wouldn't know no, that, that story... That I understand entirely. If you say to them beforehand, by the way, this is based no, on true fact, events... in fact, they went straight to the Abbey convent in Ireland and found the body. Yes, I know that, but you have to say at the beginning of the film... You don't have to, but I, I think if I sat down to watch that movie... I would like to know if I only found out at the end that not it's a true story, but that this woman had lost, had the baby was taken away from her. Um, if anyone hasn't seen this film, it is Judy Dench playing an Irish lady whose baby was taken away from her because she was in a nunnery as a child. And then in the film, they go on a trip to America to find the kid. Um, and but I would, I would for whatever reason, it's probably a not a, it's probably a bit lame. But if I liked, if I, my, on a scale of one to ten, how much I enjoyed that film, I think I'd enjoy it two notches more if I well, knew it was true. Well, that's what Pathé said. That's yeah. why Pathé wanted the true story. Yeah, so it's pretty general. Yeah. So yeah. with the Williams sisters, you assume they know any, obviously everyone knows anyway. But mm. if there's a chance that they didn't know, you'd point it out at the beginning of the yes. film. Mm. Um, but it is a device. That's, that's all I'm saying, is Well, that, it's a device in you that. Know, if there is, I mean, I've. Always, you know, in fact, on the new film, I've, there has been a conversation about wanting the words true story to be put at the beginning. And I think they should. They are. Because otherwise you go, well, why on earth, why not? It, it's just, although I do, I am very, like, adamant that a biopic, it's particularly with a biopic, if it's not, because a lot of people do, like, paint-by-number biopics, as in, like, they were born and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened. And I'm always, like... a if this wasn't a true story, the film should still be interesting enough for me to be interested in this yeah. film. You can't just rely on it being a true story. But having said that, I'm contradicting myself because I do think if it's a true story, like, let me know at the beginning because I'll probably enjoy enjoy um, the film a little bit more yes. knowing that it is a true story. Yes. You couldn't make, you know, and true fact is I remember stranger the, than The Queen, I don't think we say it. But everybody, no, everybody knew knows. that Dunn was killed. And everybody but knew. the Queen, like I say, I think that's something different. It's the same as the Crown, where these very public figures that are almost a bit ridiculous, there's something satisfying about these imaginary conversations that have taken place behind closed doors. Um, and because if the Crown or the Queen and none of that existed, you sat at home would be like... God, imagine what Harry and Meghan talk about when they sit down for dinner or imagine what that conversation was yes. to see those conversations imagined mm. by somebody smart and funny like Peter. Morgan, well, that's Peter's cleverness. Um, mm. That that is wildly satisfying, but it's slightly, it's a different feeling you get than when you watch a true story film that's profound and moving. The Royal Family... It's sort of because we hate them a little bit. And so it's kind of funny to be like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, my God, that's a funny, that's a funny conversation that they had. Um, 
and we don't need it pointed out. But I think generally, if it's quite an obscure f- story, your new film is quite an obscure story. I'd say tell people before. Well, we have done. Good work. Phew, <laughs> um, got away with that. <laughs> everyone. So should Savannah Cobbler have put, this is a true story? No, because this isn't a true story. Oh, well, this is based on me. No, but then there's the opposite thing, which is really interesting, where, well, not interesting, but, well, it's complicated, isn't it? Because, you know that, are you aware of that book, A Million Little Pieces, where the no. guy, so there was a very famous book called A Million Little Pieces, by a writer called James Frey, or Fry, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Oprah had him on. The book was the story of his recovery from heroin and crack addiction. And in the book, he does all this insane stuff. Then at some point, it came out that he'd made some of it up. And loads of people were asking for their money back. Everyone yes. was complaining, going, we, we, you sold the us imagination. this book. I like the imagination. Yeah, his argument was like, well, so I made it up. It still was a good book and it was a good mm. story. Mm. But if you sell something as a true story and then it's not a true story, people are mad. Mm. But if you if you say, especially, I think women writers get it a lot. A friend of mine who wrote a book um, kept, felt that she kept, the publishers wanted to say, wanted her to say, this is a true story and this happened to me. And she was like, no, it's it's a book. Go away. I always spend my li- I always spend my time saying, look, I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. Yeah, when Blair and when Blair's daughter the Queen, nobody knew. That was what was so good about it. Yeah, but so when it's a true, when it's a f- fiction, you give some, you hand in a book or you hand in a script, and everybody goes, please tell us this is true because we'll be able to sell more copies or yeah. blah blah. And you go, no, it's not true. It's made up, and that's annoying. But yet, when you say this is true, yeah. and then people bust you for making it up, you then get in trouble. Anyway, it's it's quite a new phenomenon. The true story thing. People yeah. are obsessed with that. Mm. Yes, completely. Pathé said to me, look, if if people know it's a true story, they start much further down the track. A hundred percent. Yes. And it's awful. Like I say, it, it feels like a bad quality in us. We should be able to So Audrey Hepburn and Cary Grant would have a terrible time. Yeah, it's no, I can see it's not a there's something like I can identify that quality in myself, mm. and there's something where I know it's a bit of a sh- lame quality. But you're like, tell me it's a true story, and then I'm like, yes. whoa, this really happened, it's crazy. Um, because fact is often stranger than fiction, and often with a true story, you're allowed when you're making something up you go, no one's going to believe this. Or no, people will, will lose them at that point if you throw in a massive coincidence. But in real life, massive coincidences do happen. Mm. Yes. Um, all right. Do we have anything left to say about Lost in Translation? I love this film. I love Sofia Coppola. I think she's great. I think anyone... People now, I feel like, are kind of mad at her. Well, not Why? mad at her. I don't know. But I feel like after, yeah, they, so Lost in Translation, everyone adored. Mm. And then I feel like, no, even then I feel like she had a run of films that people liked. And then I feel like it was from the bling ring, people gone mad. And then what was after, and then what was after the bling ring? Was there something else? And then there was the beguiled people didn't like. There was a problem. There was a, actually. Oh, that was the, there was something she she did. She did something really, she fucked that up. Um, and then, uh, what was her latest film? On the Rocks, which had Bill Murray in. Did you see that film? No. It was about... I liked it because I find her films enjoyable. It was... Um, uh, what's her name? I adore the actress. Rashida Jones. 
and Bill Murray and Rashida Jones was convinced her husband was having an affair and Bill Murray, her dad, convinced her that they had to go and spy on him and find out if they were having an affair. So it's sort of yes. Bill Murray and Rashida Jones going on a... Detective story. Detective story, which is a funny idea, but it was all... It, it wasn't... It was It was good. It was fine. Um, but I think that... So why don't people like her? It's not don't like her. Has she her. lost something? I, mean, I don't know. Well, my... Little I know about film directors, they get something and then they lose it. And they... I'm, I remember when I went, my career went into a decline and you kept thinking, but I'm doing exactly what the I normally do. I and then one day it comes it back. It comes back. If you look at Hitchcock, he had three great periods and in between he lost it. In other words, you make good films and yeah. less good films. And often it's the second one, isn't it? So someone the other day was talking about the guy that made Donnie Darko. I'm not sure what his oh, name his is. his second film wasn't... His second film wasn't good. Yeah. And he was kind of when Donnie Darko well, came Well, of course, out. when you make the first film, no, it's completely no new because no one's ever seen a film out of your imagination before. And it's and like... it's very hard to recapture you know do you do something completely different do you do anyway whatever yeah. it is but that's why she actually so perhaps she lost the very quality that made lost in translation so, so wonderful but mm. it was her as in she'd made virgin suicides which people liked and people yeah. thought was good well you have a good run and then you have a bad run and it's completely inexplicable i think and she'll there's nothing back. you can do yeah i'm sure she will there's nothing I you can do her. about it i think she's fabulous. but she's you know if you can make lost in translation you're very talented yeah she really is. Mm. And those were some big shoes to fill she had. <laughs> no, France, well, Francis lost his, lost his... Whatever it was that people found interesting, the world just moved on after Apocalypse Now. The world moved on and they said, we're no longer interested in these things that you're interested in. I mean, it's completely unjust, but, um, you know, it just, it just happened to him. And he mm. became a wine grower. I'm sure he's having a very nice time. Sorry? I'm sure he's having a very nice time. He likes cooking pizzas. He builds a pizza oven, I remember. I think one of his wines is named after Sophia. Is that right? I think so. Um, very sweet. Um, all right. And I signed his son's application for the Academy. What does that mean? To become an Academy member, oh, you have to get you. <laughs> all right, I won't tell it you. I won't tell it you. No, go on, now I want to know. That's annoying. To, to become be, a member of the to Academy. To become a member of the Academy, they ha members have to sign. Somebody, the person applies. Yeah. And on their form, there is a box for two or three or whatever it is, members to support them. And I supported... You were the supporter. I think I supported Roman Coppola. He, you know what he does. I mean, he he does all the Wes Anderson movies, doesn't he? I think He's somehow was, involved. His name in, was on that. Yeah, yes. mm. um, it's a family business. Um, all right, good chat. Have I done all right? Will that do? Yeah, we highly recommend this film if you haven't seen it. But please, who is it who used to say "Will that do"? Auburn War used to send over articles saying, who, "Will that"? I don't know who that is. It was Evelyn War's oldest son. And he'd send an article over and say, will that do? Um, all right. Thank you very much. We like this movie. It's a thumbs up from us. Thanks very much for listening. If you liked it, please leave a review. All the encouragement we can get needed. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.